0: You are listening to ReachMD XM 233, the channel for medical professionals. Today, we're going to talk about pharmacist intervention to improve medication adherence in patients with chronic medical diseases, especially heart failure. Welcome to the clinicians roundtable, and I am your host, Dr. Matthew Sorrentino. And with me today is Dr. Michael D. Murray. Dr. Murray is the Meskel S. Ferguson Distinguished Professor and Chair of the Division of Pharmaceutical Outcomes at Policy at the University of North Carolina School of Pharmacy in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And Dr. Murray, thank you for joining our program today. Thank you, Dr. Sorrentino. I thought I'd start by asking you how large a problem is non-adherence to medications in our patients with chronic medical conditions such as heart failure?
1: Well, most of the studies that have been done even prior to ours have suggested that it's about one out of every two individuals with a chronic disease will comply with their medications.
0: Now, if one out of two are compliant, there must be a lot of reasons why some of the patients are not taking their medications. Can you speculate a little bit on some of the barriers that patients confront in taking their medications?
1: Well, a major problem certainly is the ability to manage complicated medication regimens. This is especially the case with regimens involving heart failure and hypertension where There's a number of medications involved.
0: So do you think that the number of medications directly correlates with the patient's ability to adequately take them?
1: I think once they have them at home, that's certainly the issue. Many would also remind me that cost is an important factor in getting their medications in the first place. But I think once the medications are purchased for certain diseases, especially those requiring large numbers of medications. It's a management problem.
0: How about socioeconomic status? Do you find that patients who are less well-educated or certainly less financially able are more problems with compliance than that group of patients?
1: That group of individuals are especially vulnerable because they lack the resources, both in terms of financial and even social support at home sometimes to manage a medication. That is a target group that we've been interested in in some of our research at the University of North Carolina. In particular, this study that we did in the Annals of Internal Medicine was an inner-city patient population. Most of the individuals that we studied were low-income patients, and we found that they did indeed lack the social support and financial resources to help them.
0: Let's talk a little bit more detail about the study that was just published in the Annals of Internal Medicine. The study is entitled Pharmacist Intervention to Improve Adherence in Heart Failure. Tell me a little bit about how you designed this study and what you were trying to show in this patient population.
1: Well, the goal was to first determine adherence in this patient population, and then the intervention was aimed at providing a motivational or coaching Element to the pharmacist's work that would help them with this issue of self management that I had spoken about previously. That if a patient had a little bit more support and coaching, they could wade themselves through these complicated regimens a little bit better day to day. And the way we set up the study was to randomly assign patients to a usual care group and in a pharmacist intervention. And basically, the Patients would visit the same pharmacy, but the pharmacist had access to special medication brochures and labeling that enabled the patient, especially if they had low literacy, to understand their medications a little bit better. And the pharmacist had more time than you might find in a pharmacy to spend with patients.
0: So the intervention was education from the pharmacist directly to the patient when they came in to pick up their medications?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: And how often was the interaction performed? How often did the patients come to the pharmacy and have this type of interaction with the pharmacist? It
1: was pretty much just at refills and You could envision that the patients were in the pharmacy pretty much every
0: month or two. So what outcomes did you measure? How did you determine that the patients were adherent to their medications?
1: The adherence was done by three mechanisms, and the one that we used as pretty much our gold standard was the electronic monitor, which was a lid that every time they took their medication container lid off and on, it left a time-date stamp embedded in a computer chip in the lid. And then that was downloaded to a computer and we were able to analyze those data. A second method was using refill adherence, the prescription refill adherence. And then finally, we felt it was important to ask the patients how they were taking their medications in in the recent past.
0: You are listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I am Dr. Matthew Sorrentino, and my guest is Dr. Michael Murray, and we are discussing a pharmacist intervention plan to help patients improve adherence to their medications. How long did you follow these patients for? How long did the study go for?
1: Each group was monitored for 12 months. And in the intervention group, we intervened on the patients for nine months, and we wanted to see what would happen when we stopped the intervention. So we had a three-month post-intervention follow-up period.
0: Now, what were the results of the trial? Did the pharmacist intervention significantly improve adherence?
1: Yes, it did. There was a 68% taking adherence in the usual care group and a 78.8% or 79% taking adherence in the intervention group.
0: Now when you say taking adherence, that means taking their medication on a daily basis?
1: Yes, that was the proportion of medications taken on a regular daily basis.
0: So this was measured by this electronic cap on the pill bottles that were able to let you know that they were actually at least opening the bottle. I guess we can't say they're taking their medicines, but opening the bottle on a daily basis. Yes, that's correct. And you can tell the difference from this type of approach than someone who just opens the bottle and pours them all out before they come in to see the physician because it records date and time. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Now, how did this end up helping the patient? Do we have any evidence from this trial that those who were more adherent had less complications?
1: The complications that we measured were adverse drug events, and medication errors collectively, and there was about a 10% reduction in the patients with the intervention. The other thing that we looked at was emergency department visits and admissions to the hospital, again, collectively, and found that there was an 18 to 19 percent reduction in those visits to the hospital or emergency department.
0: So there seemed to be a clear cause and effect. The patients who were intervened by this pharmacist intervention had less hospitalizations that correlated with that intervention.
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Now, what happened during the three month period when you no longer gave the support?
1: When we stopped the intervention, the medication adherence effect dissipated which was of interest to us for the most part because it suggested that to maintain this effect, you needed to maintain the intervention.
0: Now, how did patients like this type of approach? Did they enjoy talking to the pharmacist and spending the time with them? Uh, Was there satisfaction in this type of approach?
1: Yes, I'm glad you asked that because we did measure patient satisfaction And it was significantly improved in the intervention group compared to usual care.
0: Now, is this something that you can see reproduced in pharmacies around the country? Is there a a way that we can have the pharmacists become more involved with our patients?
1: That's certainly our hope in the next step in, in our research, that we can find ways to disseminate this type of intervention in other pharmacies, But that is a study for the future, certainly.
0: Does this take a lot of education on the pharmacist side? In other words, did you have to spend a lot of time with the different pharmacists to bring them up to speed on the program?
1: Not really. I think it was a pretty short program, probably totaling in the neighborhood of 40 hours. That did include time spent with physicians knowledgeable in the area of heart failure. And we felt that was a particularly important component to give the pharmacist a little bit more confidence in talking to the physicians when
0: necessary. So, in other words, the pharmacist is not only giving some education to the patient, they're giving feedback directly to the physicians who are taking care of those patients as well?
1: When needed, the pharmacist would report certain aspects of care to the physician, especially if the patient's weight increased suddenly within a brief period of time, there was a weight increase the pharmacist did have access to a scale, and patients would step on that scale, for example, when they visited the pharmacy.
0: What were some of the more common interventions that the pharmacist performed with the patient? What were the monthly or every other monthly interventions that were most commonly done?
1: Well, it was mainly just a matter of convincing the patient that their physician has provided them with the most up-to-date drug therapy. Basically, it was a matter of reinforcing the patient's medication regimen, reinforcing their ability to take their medications on a day-to-day basis, and coaching the patient with their medications. It was a matter of reassurance. And then If needed, the pharmacist would communicate some of this information to the physician.
0: Did the pharmacist have any information about how adherent the patient had been up to the visit? Did they get any of the electronic data, or did they know when the patient had refilled the medicine on a previous occasion? They
1: had access to the electronic data, but that was not a core element of this intervention. It was predominantly asking the patient how they were taking their medications and working with the patient from that perspective.
0: In order to do an intervention like this, does a pharmacist have to be restructured or a pharmacy have to be restructured? Do you have to have a separate room where you can have privacy and talk to the patient? In other words, is this something that can be easily done in a Walgreens pharmacy, for example?
1: Well, most pharmacies do need restructuring to enable this type of discussion with a patient. I think most of us have been in pharmacies where there's a line at the dispensing window, and the discussions certainly are far from confidential. So I think to enable these types of interventions, the preference would be to allow a different type of structure in the pharmacy that would allow some privacy and confidentiality.
0: Does the pharmacist have access to literature that they also gave to the patients so they can go home with a reminder of how to take their medicines or what their medicines are to be used for?
1: That was a special part of this particular program. We created written materials and support that were very much patient-centered. When the pharmacists dispensed the medication, they would ask the patient how they would take this medication when they got home. And then there was a timeline on each medication sheet that the pharmacist populated with a pill above the time of day that the pharmacist and patient negotiated that they would take this particular medication. We did this for the five commonly used medications for heart failure including ACE inhibitors and beta blockers.
0: Well, I want to thank Dr. Michael Murray, who has been our guest, and we have been discussing his recent paper entitled Pharmacist Intervention to Improve Medication Adherence in Heart Failure, a paper that was published recently in the Annals of Internal Medicine. I am Dr. Matthew Sorrentino, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable, on Reach MD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.